0: Bia had a, her father passed away. So it was a pretty important point in our, in our lives and our, and we had a client that was essentially just grilling us for stuff right when we were going through all of that. And just, and, and I just think there's some people out there that don't treat you like a human being. They knew, they that, knew that that was happening. They knew that that was happening and they were yeah. like, they were like, I can't get a hold of Bia. Can I talk to the Tim? Yeah, I'm not at the funeral, buddy. <laughs> you know, like, there's this weird stuff yeah. like that. Like, there's people out there that literally just don't treat you like a human being.
1: Join us in Mixing Business with Pleasure, a podcast about loving your work and working with your love. Your hosts, Mike and Gabby, are entrepreneurs who have found their passion in both their personal and professional relationship. The pair who swore never to work with each other are now working happily together side by side in love, life, and business. Tune in each week as we feature co-founders who are also lovers and are proving that business and pleasure really do mix well together.
2: So we have here with us as our first guests on the first ever Mixing Business with Pleasure podcast, Tim Brown and Bia Bonte from Hook Agency. Hey, welcome Hello. guys! Thanks for being here.
3: Thanks for having us.
2: Yeah, thanks for having us. You guys are our guinea pigs. You're the first ones. So, oh, oh cool. awesome! That's super awesome. Yeah, we're <laughs> we're just we're just starting starting this idea that we had I love a it. It's such ago. a good idea. Yeah, it is I've, a good idea. I've literally thought
0: about it before with with. Uh, I've thought about that topic, right? Because it is one that's very, it's hard and also fun in certain ways. So it's, it's, and other people that are doing that, like whenever you talk about it and they do it, they're like, they want to talk about it, you know?
2: Yep,
4: exactly. Literally been talking about launching this podcast for three years, since 2017. I look back at my emails and like our conversations. And we started talking about this three years ago. And for nice. you know a million reasons, building a business and having a family and entrepreneur life and crazy shit, we just never did it. Mm-hmm. And then finally, Mike, Mike ripped that bandaid off. He's like, this is it, we're doing it or it's never gonna happen. I love and it. Like, I'm like, okay, fine, let's do it. <laughs>
3: That's
4: awesome, good
2: for you guys. So interestingly, Tim, I don't know if you remember, you and I met maybe, I'm trying to remember, maybe like four years ago or so. Okay. I huh. think through our mutual connection, Chris Burkholm. I think we were both just starting out and yeah. I was looking for a SEO consultant to partner with. I think you and I like grabbed lunch or whatnot and I just never, Oh I yeah. The client no, I, I was working that. on, yeah, never I went didn't... anywhere and we kind of lost yeah. touch.
0: Well, yeah, I vaguely remember that now. <laughs>
2: We both had a lot of different ideas back then. I think you were working on some, uh, Try to. I was trying to remember, I think it was, you were working on some sort of product or something, and then I was thinking that consulting was just a side thing or whatnot, and yet here we both are, running, <laughs> running agencies. Yeah,
0: I, I, it's funny because I've had a lot of random side projects. I even like, I think I bought like randomsideprojects.com and I had like curated all seven of mine or something like that, but I've lately just gotten a little bit more it's it's fun to do one thing well so yeah. i've been trying to be a little bit more focused lately and but i still like have the aspirations like one day put out the app and all that
4: yeah you have you have you have no idea how many domains we've purchased and never launched <laughs>
0: hey that is a common theme
2: i think uh, yeah i was i was going to ask you how many domains do you have we could compare i you don't want to know i mean <laughs>
0: We also have used domains for SEO purposes and getting, you know, like using the link power yeah. of old domains, so we're talking in the hundreds.
2: So you have us beat in that case. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, none, none of ours are for uh, SEO purposes. It's strictly like business ideas that never went anywhere. Yeah. So I maybe we'll <laughs> go somewhere at some point.
3: Like, well, I can't get rid of it. It might come to fruition. Or, <laughs> yep. or it
4: might be worth a lot of money. Yeah, you, you never sell. know.
3: <laughs> Who else is going to have that idea and need it? Exactly.
4: So, first question here What came first, business or love?
0: So, certainly love. Because <laughs> Bia was much further along in her career when I first met her. She was a super mature adult with the, she was doing hair. Yep. And thank God, right, because yeah. I, I got a haircut <laughs> in quarantine.
4: Quarantine life, that's yeah. still work. Yeah.
0: And we met, and I was smitten, and I, I just was like, she was like an adult to me. I was an artist, and uh, not, nothing wrong with adult artists and all that, but I really certainly did not have the income thing worked out. She, she slowly nudged me in the direction of a professional career of some type, <laughs> which which started with web design and and then and then there's a lot more that happened. Yeah. <laughs> Worked for other agencies, et cetera, et cetera, but then I ended up going out of my own and then hired her away from a corporation, mm-hmm. which was she was working at Regis Corporate. Yep. And I think the interesting little pithy quip from that is that they they like you think it's so safe to work for a corporation. But then like two months after I hired her away, her whole department got fired. (laughs) So like you just think it's so safe to not work for yourself. And then in this situation, obviously, Mm -hmm. it ended up being a very good thing. She started off, she had gone to school for marketing as well. So it's not like she was just like randomly joining in. But then she's ended up being a lot more central to the operations and stuff like that. To the point where I think she's a little bit more important at this point in a lot of ways than than me is like a <laughs> like a linchpin for our organization at this point. So
4: so that's that's an interesting thing that you just said and we're gonna explore that a little bit more towards the end of the pod end of the recording. I have a question for both of you. But you kind of talked a little bit about how you got started. So tell us a little bit more about Hook, you know, how did it evolve? Tim, you said you started hook or you started your entrepreneurial path first, and then got married. Is that correct? And then brought in Bia. Or so we
0: were already married. She was probably terrified that I was starting my own business. It was like six months after we got married. I was like, you know what? It's time to start a giant (laughs) new venture. No, I, I. I had overlapped for a long time and I actually had gotten to the point where my side hustle income was a little bit higher than my salary, which wasn't like crazy low or anything. It was decent. So like I had overlapped for quite a while and I had started to use contractors and stuff on my overlap. And uh, then, yeah, basically I'm sure, I don't know what you're thinking when I first said like maybe come work for me, I don't know where.
3: Yeah, I think we, well, full disclosure, I hated my job. So I was like, I'll do anything to get out of this. And I thought that this was going to be kind of like easy and we were just going to hang out throughout the day and <laughs> it was going to be like chill. You know, like I was like, I'll just do like all the admin stuff. It's like going to be like, I'll just kind of be his personal assistant. And <laughs> that that didn't work out as easily as I thought it was going to, but yeah, it's a breeze <laughs> owning your own company. <laughs> yeah. It's Just as simple as hanging out all day. (laughs) Anyone can do it, right? (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, I think we, yeah, so we kind of talked about it because Tim was getting busier in his, like, freelance. So he had taken the leap and full-time freelanced. And then he was getting, like, more bogged down by, like, some of the administration stuff. So I was thinking, this is something I'm good at, so why not partner up? And then it kind of grew out of that, like just the necessity of actually having someone more involved in the actual work. And then as we've just grown our team size, then I've kind of stepped into more of like operations stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. How do
2: you guys divide your uh, like roles and responsibilities? I mean, I, I think I, I, I kind of got some of that, but yeah. what's, what's sort of, uh what do what each of you kind of, uh, what are each of you accountable for?
3: Tim's pretty much accountable 100% for marketing us. And then I would say he's high level strategy for client work. And then I'm probably 80% implementation, like making sure everybody's doing the stuff that is part of the strategy and like the the day to day. And then she makes sure it gets done. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So, you know, working with the team, I'm pretty much that side and then he's overall strategy marketing and sales. him and I like he's probably closer and he does coaching and works really closely with our sales rep Tracy and then I more like come in and out of that. I'm not as involved. so I'm not as good at it. <laughs>
0: She's actually very good. It's just sometimes it requires like from my point of view, weirdly enough, like we're very we're kind of like mama bear about our our employees. Like, I don't want them to get shat on. Can I say that here? <laughs> you can say <name> whatever.
4: Shat <laughs> on. M- mixing business with pleasure.
3: So yeah. Honestly, anything else. Yes.
0: <laughs> so I, I, I want our employees to have a good time at work. Like, I believe that you can both do really effective work and have fun.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: I think that the only time that that gets really shat on <laughs> is when you – take out when you when you accidentally let people in that are that are really mean and so we basically we do have a no assholes policy
4: we so i'm loving what i'm hearing because there's so many similarities in what we're doing in our company and we have uh we have this kind of do's and don'ts printed out and we give it to each of our of our employees and one of not it wasn't like a no assholes thing but it said like no jerks like we don't know no jerks No jerks. Yeah, we don't tolerate jerks. So I think that that's so important, you know, to establish culture. And it sounds like, Bia, from your title, and I Mm -hmm. want to get this right, it's Chief of Client Experience and Culture. First of all, I love that.
3: <laughs> somebody else, because I liked it from someone else's I, I love it. A little bit.
4: A little bit. Well, I might have to borrow it from you because it's, mine. It's, point, it's not mine. <laughs> okay. I In some point, I see myself, my, myself taking that role at Proofpoint. Tell me a little bit about what, in your experience, in your words, what is the Chief of Client Experience and Culture? What do you do that is pivotal to establishing that culture and no get nobody getting shat on at, at hook agency. That
0: should really be like the, Yeah, the that's that was <laughs> Nobody gets shat on here. Not
3: on our one. <laughs> right. um, that's actually interesting because we've just been kind of reconfiguring our setup, like how that works. Basically, like I my role was always project manager and I was like, this just doesn't really like sum up everything that I'm doing. And so we, and we are pretty slim on project management just as a whole, we don't do a ton, like we're not super heavy on that, we're pretty lean and everyone's pretty hands on with like the work that they're doing. So basically I would say what I'm responsible for is making sure the clients are having a good time and making sure our employees are having a good time. So basically handling those scope conversations falls onto me. We've made it so that like if our SEO strategists are like this is outside of these tight like these five things that we're supposed to be doing for them, it goes to me. So basically like taking the strategy that Tim comes up with or and our and our SEOs and making sure that it's in this like box so that we're not overextending because I think that's sometimes how employees can feel like they're getting shat on because they're like I'm doing all this stuff and you're you know like it's not directly relating to the results but we're still using our energy to do it so I think that's been like the biggest thing I'm trying to focus my energy into is making sure that we're feeding I've been using this analogy and everyone's probably like this is a dumb analogy but I'm like we're (laughs) we need to feed our clients like the meat and the vegetables and stop giving them sugar because they love Mm -hmm. the pretty stuff that like they can see on their website and it's like can you get a sign up for a brochure, and you're like, no one's gonna read that, so that's not like worth our effort. So we need to make sure that we're focusing our energy on the stuff that's actually gonna make you money. So sometimes it's painful because it's not glamorous and it's not cool looking, but and it's some actually the will stuff fire that works. you
0: because yeah. you try to focus on the things that are gonna get them money. And sometimes the people that are working with you internally at that company don't understand how important it is for the marketing to make you money. Yeah. And they they'll they'll kind of redirect you redirect you and I I have recently let go of a client because I said I don't I don't and I can't in good conscience continue to give take your money for these services knowing yeah. that we will not be able to feel we cannot feel responsible for the result based on we're not doing our process. Yep. We have a process and the process works and I love you. Yeah. But it feels like almost a confrontation, but I'm like, I can't take your money. Yeah. <laughs> it felt like a confrontation when I said, I can't take your money anymore. I just don't feel right yeah. about it. I I I originally sold this with the mindset that we want to get you leads. We're gonna get you more leads. And if we're deviating from our process that I know gets people more leads, I gotta I gotta detach this from what I sold. I can't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. I can't sit around doing all these little fun things on your website that don't do anything for your leads we're looking at one page view on these things every day like i i can't i can't get it up and excited about one page view and i sure as hell can't take three thousand dollars of your money every month like
3: yeah you
4: can you can lead the horse to water but you can't always get them to drink and that is that is such a a tough thing in the business that we're in in marketing because Mm -hmm. you know so many times you just you have these clients that you love them but you hate them at the same time so (laughs) you you know kudos to you for that's real
0: that's real hey i like that you're being real on this podcast yeah
4: we are all about real and transparency and it has happened to us too where we've had to tell a client, hey, I'm sorry, this is not working uh-huh. um, because we believe in following our process and our methodology and doing things the right way. And I yeah. I completely resonate with what you're saying, Tim. And so it's hard, especially in today's climate with coronavirus. Yeah, you don't, don't want that. to
0: be frivolous and throw yeah. away clients. And,
4: so. and you don't want to do, and right. And, you know, and then you're always conf- thinking, oh my God, what about my reputation? What if this person yeah. talked to that person? Yeah. But I think ultimately you have to stick to your guns. You have to stick to your core values mm-hmm. and what makes you the company that you are. And it sounds like, Bia, that you are instrumental in kind of being the police, you know, in many ways, in many situations, in, in confronting, in, in having to have those difficult conversations and ensuring that your team has the right capacity, that they have the right tools that that clients are kind of behaving so so tell us a little bit more about the culture part because that it sounds like your your role is is multifaceted in that you kind of do some of that high level client services Mm -hmm. but then it sounds like you also have more of like an internally facing component
3: Yeah. So, and like, for lack of a better, I mean, we're, we're a small team, so we don't have an HR person or, you know, like I'm the person that people come to for all of that stuff. So it's partially just like the administrative HR stuff that has to happen to have a culture and have people. But then it's also, when we get to have everybody back in the office and do fun activities, making sure that we're connecting as a team while we were working from home, doing fun virtual stuff and I'm pushing myself to get better about like pushing that culture because I am a very like I can be too much on the like let's just make sure everyone's getting everything done so I think partially that was aspirational like me focusing on like allowing people to have fun and do things that are fun at work and as and stopping then yeah, scope creep stopping. is surprisingly and then that's fun. <laughs>
0: associated with pleasure at work
4: yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> Stopping scope scope creep really does make more people have fun at work. Yeah,
3: yeah, good. Good. But I think you know, like our our culture we're we're growing and our culture is changing, and it's actually becoming something. When it was Tim and I, and we had one person, we were like, how we need to make this a culture, and it's like we're like we couldn't do it. We had, yeah, we had three
0: of us, and we were trying <laughs> to make a culture,
3: and that's hard. that's hard,
0: man. But
3: yeah, just allowing people to like bring their ideas and their. What they are enjoy. We have a cheese club. We try to do happy hours and like a dinner every now and then. But also navigating the difference of culture with. Hey, you
0: did that uh, bingo thing when we were yeah. we were all working from home. We did work from home bingo, bingo. which is really cool.
3: <laughs> we yeah, did. Some games. I've heard that
2: a couple of times. We have a we we run a a client mastermind group, and the, this last this last uh, session was ended up being all about like managing remote teams and all, all that for obvious reasons and that a couple of them mentioned that they were doing that too. We have yet to do uh work from home bingo, but it sounds like it's a fun thing.
3: <laughs> it is
0: actually perfect
2: because It was
3: yeah.
0: we did it so the pro- yeah sorry, are you sure.
3: Oh yeah, it was we just put together like things that people could do for their like mental health but also some with that and then some with you know what's something that we can do to level up our service for our clients and like our processes in the meantime and then also some of them were just fun. And we I did.
4: downloaded your. your oh, yes. I, I downloaded
3: really? it. Oh, I it. it. We on.
4: didn't. We didn't implement it just because we had a couple of other things going on yes. for you know, quarantine and so on and so forth. I wanted to t- you know, even though this episode will probably air a little bit past quarantine, at least I'm hoping. Yes. Uh, that we can get through quarantine here. Yes. Tell us a little bit about how are things going right now with 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 this corona shit. Can I say shit? Yes. Yes. (laughs) How is it going for you guys? Tell us like the good, the bad, and the ugly. What has happened? What has changed? Do you see some positive things that are coming out of this? Like what's going
3: on? I definitely feel like we're on the positive side now, I think that there was a lot of fear in the very beginning. I think that was those first two weeks were probably the worst and like the scariest from my perspective because everybody was scared. So they didn't, you know, it was a snowball, like they're laying off people. So they're scared. So they're tightening on their budgets. And now I think people are like, Oh, if I wasn't invested in digital before it's time to start. And getting that plan in place and I think that it allowed us to clean up a, a lot of our processes and our communication internally and externally like being so crystal clear because I think sometimes in a time of crisis what people care about the most isn't just like a fluffy message it's like clarity and yeah. just yeah. they want that's what we wanted from like our leaders is just clarity so I think <laughs> yes. us getting clear for our clients moving forward is been a very positive thing for us, but we're also very fortunate because we're in an industry that we could keep working and could keep providing our service. So,
0: and a lot of our clients yeah. were essential services, yeah, uh, and home improvement and stuff. So it's hard to be too gung ho about like, yeah. yeah, everything's fine. And I, I do get a little bit weirded out when people are like, I'm closing more deals yeah. than ever. It's like, can you be nice <laughs> to the people that like yeah. are taking a hit because they're people taking a hit? Just chill. You don't have to like broadcast every time you have a jump in sales when everyone's
2: hurting. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, like, I think that we've done all right and I am grateful for that. I honestly, I moved in, we moved into this office, like right before all this. So it was terrifying when this happened.
4: Was that but, a new space for you guys? Yeah, we have yeah.
0: we have a new office. It's really really nice for us and and we're super happy to have it and
3: We were here for 3 days before we yeah. shut down.
1: Oh my god. So
0: it is, it's all, it's more expensive yeah. than our other office, so we were paying yeah. that rent and through quarantine and all that. We did have a the first couple months were lower rent, so that was good. And by the time we got the full rent, we were yeah, we were able to uh be in and we're we're doing a lot of social distancing and stuff internally right now or whatever but i felt like things were too good before all this happened i was like
4: let's explore that what do you mean too good i don't know Why? i just always get you never scared have when much of a good thing i,
0: I always know. get really scared when stuff goes really really well like i okay. i sometimes like life to punch me in the face a little bit cuz i just i don't want I, I feel like I need the challenge and I need something hard or else like it's like people like you know those people that like go that they go to war and then they come home and they're shell-shocked and they don't feel like life has any purpose because they they're used to every day being life or death and that's an adventure sometimes I have that little bit of like and it's it's weird it's weird. I'm not telling anyone to <laughs> seek this out. I'm it's, it's, not like weird. Some... it's
2: not weird, at least not in this conversation. Gabby's laughing because that's how I am, too. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, you know, you I, and I, Mike I do... have a
4: lot of similarities in that. Yeah. yeah,
2: I operate better when my back's against the wall and like yeah. there's this, just chaos going on. And when things are yes. good, you're like, OK, well, yeah. Well, <laughs>
0: I think that it's a weird trait. <laughs> we probably have to work on it, Mike. <laughs> we probably need to work on it, but it's real. And I just like, I so when we got hit with this, I was like, I was kind of weirdly excited in certain ways. Okay. Cause I was just like, all right, now here's the thing. <laughs> Let's go. Like I kind of felt that a little bit. Although it was scary and I'm not like asking for another one. So yeah. hopefully we don't have another surge in 4 months or whatever. But I am I frankly I I am grateful at all ha- that's so weird to say. I don't think you're allowed to say that. You
4: can say whatever. <laughs> but I
0: I am happy that life is not boring. And I am happy that it sometimes is very difficult so that we can all see what we're
2: made of and get better. Good, good words. I like that. How did you guys end up with an agency solely focused on construction and home services? Yeah,
0: I feel like I could dramatize that and make it sound prettier, but it was basically very simple. It was like, I have two maybe three clients. I think I had three clients in home services and I liked them all (laughs) and I felt like what we were doing was very useful to them. In particular, more useful to them than some of our other clients. I felt like the value was higher for what we were providing to those three clients because it really was necessary and Mm -hmm. yeah.
4: What's been the biggest challenge so far, COVID aside, let's, let's put that aside. What's been the biggest challenge of running and growing a business, both to individually, Tim, because you started your entrepreneurial career first, and then together as, as as a husband and wife team.
3: Do you want to go first?
0: Yeah, sure. Certainly one of the biggest difficult things for me as an individual was taking the painful aspects, like even first, because I did coding first, I was a developer first, taking those things and trying to get excited about them. So like, I believe that was the hardest part. Like I occasionally wanted to just bust my head through the computer screen when I couldn't figure out like a JavaScript problem or something like that. But as I started to pass them and I would get past one, then I felt like there was like less people like, and it was, it's competition a little bit. There's less people behind me trying to keep up with me. Cause they, they got knocked off. <laughs> it's it's messed up to think of everything as a competition, but I do sometimes. And, and I did see less people that were trying to compete and I I liked that. And I said, that's cool. We got past that speed bump. Let's go into the next one. But like, I have taken I think as an entrepreneur, you take it a lot on the chin. You take it a lot on the chin no matter what in life. I'm not trying to say we're special. I'm just saying like it feels like it hurts more, I don't know, as like 100% dependent on your own income, on your own sales, on your own everything. And it hurts, in my experience, more being 100% dependent. And um, just all the things that really throw you off, like a client, like a, your first client leaving, or like your first employee leaving, or, you know, these types of things that hit hard, and, and, oh, I've gotten, we've gotten, basically, like, we went into partnership with somebody for a little bit, and basically lost, like, $20,000, because of the partnership falling through, like, those types of things Mm -hmm. hit hard, they sting, And you just, you got to figure out how to get past them. That's been the most challenging thing and making a lot of mistakes. I'm certainly not, I don't think like, I I have a lot more hard work than I have intelligence. So um, just, I've I've learned a lot of my lessons the hard way
4: Mm -hmm. (laughs) in entrepreneurship. I just just read a quote and I'm going to botch this and I don't remember who attributed to, who to attribute it to, but it was basically like, when talent doesn't work hard, work hard makes up for talent or something like that. And yes. it's, yeah. and it's so hard work
0: beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. And I there love that go. quote.
4: I love that. And that's there like
0: go. literally my my life quote. Like like <laughs> literally that's how like I've gotten anywhere.
4: I love that. I yeah. love that. And I'm res I'm I'm kind of just taking it all in because so much of what you're saying it resonates with us and 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 I just love it. So after this podcast, after Coronavirus quarantine. We definitely need to get together yes. in yeah. person yeah. and do drinks or or pizza or whatever. Absolutely. Um, I want to ask some fun, silly questions. Mike, is that okay? Or did you wait? Have- we still
0: had to. Be still had oh, to yeah. answer that one.
4: Oh yeah.
3: Oh sorry, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Go ahead, Bia. I'm totally yeah. don't remember. Is oh, I was, was thinking like about something when you were. Part? Yeah. I think. Well, Tim kind of touched on this a little bit. Like, just like for me, taking the emotions out of it, I'm like. I'm not crazy emotional like in a like I don't like to talk about my emotions but I get like really invested in things so I think when it was especially when it was was Tim and I just us like doing design presentations doing anything any feedback was so personal and I think me learning that even though I wasn't the technician like having to pull my emotions out of it was like very difficult and I think we're finally getting to a point where it's not that it doesn't bother us anymore, but like, I'm cheering us on when it only makes me mad for like two hours instead of a whole day. So I think like just learning to like
0: that's real. Take, and sometimes two weeks. we yeah, I would like dwell on things. like a design presentation going sour like for like a while.
3: Yeah, and, and now, now it's
0: just like it's yeah. much shorter.
3: It's also nice because we're not the main people on the design anymore, but but it's still like we get like a lot less worked up because I think once you start to have so many more times that you get bumps and bruises, you're like, okay, well, this is just part of it. Just beat up a little. I think you get less, you know, like you get scars and it's not, you don't have to be negative about it, but you learn to look out for the people that are going to do that to you unnecessarily. And then you learn to take it less personally because some people don't mean it personally. So. Yeah, some people yeah. don't
0: care. They just swing and they're just, they're used to it.
3: Yeah. So getting a little thicker skin, which was, I, I didn't come with a very thick skin. So I think that's been my biggest challenge.
0: I do think a lot of the people in our industry have pretty thick skins, like the, the construction stuff. Like, so sometimes yeah. they're just, <laughs> I don't want to say anything neg- negative, but like, you know, they're tougher and they kind of expect that out of you more blunt yeah yeah so
3: yeah and
4: and i hear that i i i totally agree with you i think that especially like in marketing and and more more than anything being an entrepreneur owning a business driving a team you have to have thick skin you have to be able to take it but i would say that one of the one of the strengths that i think entrepreneurs that think outside of the box like you guys, and and, and I'm going to put us in that category too. Yeah. I think one of the things that, that you bring to the table that is missing, I would say, from the underbelly of corporate America, from that dark, insidious place. <laughs>
0: well, we've been there.
4: Not, not that I've had any bad experience. <laughs> no, no. Like, no. You know, I'm, 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 I'm fine. But <laughs> truthfully, I think it's being able to bring that emotion and be real mm. about it and to not hide from it and to not have to like put on a face or put, on, you know, I think that that's a strength that, that you, you know, while it is important to have that thick skin and to be able to mm-hmm. interface with the client and take that feedback and bring it to the team, it's also such a valuable skill, I think, to be able to show to your team that, hey, this, re- this feedback really hurt, or this situation really sucked, and I'm not going to sugarcoat it. This happened. I'm pissed about it and i'm going to be upset about it for a few hours but then we're going to move on you know i think so using using yeah. that emotion that realness of who you are and not hiding it is such a valuable such a valuable asset and such a valuable tool sure. that i think your team will appreciate you for that and and you can, yeah. you can bring that to the team and and let people know hey it's okay to be pissed it's okay to be upset it's okay to feel like shit over something but to know that it's not going to break us down, it's not going to deter us from who we are and what we're doing.
3: I like that a lot. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: And especially like in, in the work too, like our people need to bring their emotion, they need to bring their full 100% selves into the work
2: mm-hmm. and
0: like channel it, yeah. passion. If you really cut all that off, Yeah. you can't push it into the work. It's just like in those critiques. I remember this <laughs> in design school too, I, I had to turn it off. I had to really push it into the work. And then when there's critique time, I had to like, all right, <laughs>
4: so, to... so your background is really in design then, graphic design. Yeah,
0: design and development. So yeah, I, our school, my school didn't distinguish between. And so we would code and design and.
4: That's valuable. That's huge. So Mike actually, it comes from a design background too. Awesome. Nice. And then Graf- you just. Graphic ended-
2: design degree.
4: Yeah. Ended up in marketing.
2: So nice. I think that don't is I don't touch that stuff super anymore useful. Sorry, go ahead. I, was, I don't touch much of that stuff anymore. But, but it's uh, so nice to
0: be able to be able to randomly. And I think like, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I feel like graphic design and having that is a, there's a lot of marketers, marketing directors, even that started in design and then there's just so many little tasks all, all the time that involve like aesthetics and yes. if, you could, if you could have that and copywriting and just <laughs> smash them together and then learn
2: video <laughs> Boom, yeah. and maybe like a little bit of code but... on top
3: yeah what's yeah.
2: that and maybe a little bit of code too yeah 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 you could do code on. yeah exactly so, I,
4: I agree with you. I think that like the visual presentation is so important. Even if you're not a design agency or a design shop, even even if you're not in, you know, you're not a marketing agency, whatever business that you're in, yeah. um, having things that are, first of all, well written clear clear like the clarity message that you were talking Mm -hmm. about earlier and then just be Aesthetically pleasing and and that there's a clear hierarchy and visual component is so Mm -hmm. critical and I think that that separates so many so many companies today from Mediocre to like really killing it in whatever that they're doing
0: and like something that we think about a lot with is is content So like we're writing content constantly and I and it's always so interesting because we often you know, let's say we're doing it for clients or whatever. And I'm I'm trying to like convince our writers to constantly be thinking like, as a reader, how would you read this? Would you read this? Or would you need like five more images to make this like your brain even be able to absorb it? Because that's just how we work. We need to use more images in our content. We need to use more video in our content. And you can curate videos from elsewhere. on the. you can embed YouTube videos that relate to your topic. That's okay. I just think like, more empathy too, like you're saying design crucial and then empathy because images and like video and stuff and all these things that everybody needs to really enjoy content on the internet like we don't always push that on like you know the, the we're, we're putting out wild amounts of content on a regular basis like we like from my point of view like getting better about having that empathy and, in in our own marketing too, like I, some, I stress a lot. It's like, you know, we do video on LinkedIn, right. And we do the top spicy title and the subtitles beneath. And I just say that's empathy. Like it is, yes, I'm stealing from Gary Vee, but the point is, is like, I want those things. I am not going to listen to a video longer than a minute and a half. So when I put one out that's 10 minutes, you can call me on it because I know you don't care. And I put it out anyways, because I'm an asshole. (laughs) Now, I, I know that I would want those other pieces. And sometimes I just don't have the time. But just be honest with yourself. Say I'd, I'm not 100% going to have empathy for my audience today and then put out the video, you know?
4: (laughs) Well, you know, it's, I think we've all, I think we've
2: all been there. Yeah.
4: (laughs) (laughs) It's funny that you, that we kind of ended up on this content topic because Mike and I were talking, we were like, damn, these guys put out so much freaking content. And Mike was like, I have to ask him, how does he do it? How? So you got to tell us, how do you do it?
0: So, what content in particular have you enjoyed, Mike? I'm just going to use you as a user test.
2: To, to me, it's just more of the, the just the sheer volume. I mean, looked, I mean, I've I peeked at your what, what were you calling it? The, was it the extra mile? What was it called? Yeah, the Man. series that you were doing. That was cool. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not going to say I watched all of it, but I, I just thought it was a cool concept. Yeah, and then just, you know, you just you just put out a lot of video, and yeah, you know, I'm always curious, sort of how what people's process is to put out the content they put out, especially I, when they're putting out so much.
0: I'll say t- I'll throw let's say three little tips on like increasing quantity, and and one of them talk- is lowering the bar. Sorry, what's that?
4: I was gonna say talk about qual. You said you're gonna talk about quantity, but I also okay. wanna talk about quality. Okay. But maybe no quality,
0: nothing <laughs> okay. on quality. Uh, this is shit content only. We are doing one hundred percent quantity shit content.
4: Okay. Uh, you know, my real me.
0: take on that is just that quantity leads to quality.
4: Okay. Tell because us. you
0: have Tell so us. much feedback that you get better and better one lower the bar for yourself and just start putting stuff out. You have thoughts, you have, you think to yourself, I hate when marketers do this, post it, post it, post it. And then, so lower the bar for yourself and your team, like get your team, give your team permission to put out content and to figure out, Hey, can we solve one tiny problem for our audience? Post it, post it post it and then two like like finding the little things that people care about like like the spicy title and the subtitles so i put a, a big headline on top of videos and then subtitles people care about that because they don't often they don't always watch the video and sometimes they just want one takeaway and if they're scrolling past and they get one takeaway then first of all you might get a like that's not the main point but that's good and then, second of all, you might help somebody a little bit, even if they're just scrolling by for one second, and that's okay. That's empathy. Just finding out those little things that you can kind of scale out and don't take a lot of time. Because the way I do that, it doesn't take a lot of time. I'm using Capwing for subtitles, and I'm using I use Premiere Pro for video, but like I I really lowered the bar. I'm using Big View on my phone for for I actually like write out the thing, and then it gives me the it, I'll read it off the phone next to my, so I'm the equipment is really simple and I'm like making these tools so I can do it unless like I like have like a time amount. I'm like, I've got to put out this video in less than 40 minutes total production or else like I'm wasting my time.
4: So are you the only one at hook that's currently like creating content or do you have somebody that helps you with that?
0: Oh no, no. We basically, my vibe has transferred to the team Okay. And I say like, <laughs> you, you have permission to suck. Okay. You know, that might be the last one that I'll say permission to suck and letting your team. Yeah. I love the, there's a mm-hmm. author Anne Lamott who has a book bird by bird. It's about writing. It's very beautiful. And it's a good is tons of good tips in there. But one of my favorites is the shit rough draft. Okay, which she just basically says give yourself permission to write a shit rough draft. And yes, you can have somebody edit it or you can go through it and fix it. But like, the, the permission is a really important piece. So our team has permission to put out stuff. And yes, I do assign stuff. And we kind of say if you have room to our room to lean room to clean thing, you know, from restaurants growing up, if you ever worked in one, if you have room to lean, you have room to clean you have time to clean
3: time to yeah
0: time to lean time to clean our clean is do hook content
4: okay i love that yeah. i absolutely love that so how do
2: you what are what are some of I mean, you kind of mentioned a few of them but what are how did you get your team involved i think like from a marketing perspective i think a lot of companies and a lot of our clients for example that they struggle with that where you know they kind of rely on the agency to provide a lot of the content but when yeah. in reality it's the content from their own team would be so much better. Oh,
0: it would so be. much more effective. It would be, and I haven't figured out how to fix that for clients that much yet. To be honest,
2: man. How about how did you fix
0: it for yourself? And uh, I know you we'll mentioned fix a couple ourselves by like just con constant and relentless me bugging people. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that the answer we wanted?
3: That's uh, a good answer. Whatever, whatever
0: the truth of, is. Yeah,
3: we, we need to. It too. Yeah.
0: B has been helping with that too.
3: Yeah, and I think like. Again, we have got we have someone who does, he's our digital marketing specialist. So he works project management on the web side, which is the only place we really have heavy project management. But when he's, you know, like web projects are a little bit more like up and down. Like you, you're either stacked or you're kind of waiting. So when he's in that time, he writes hook content. He makes hook landing pages. He makes like he my
0: content better. Like I, I had him in there out. today like, Fleshing out something yeah. that I was doing. And I
3: think and it's like, going to be an
0: awesome piece because yeah. he spent a bunch of time on it. And then I get to go in and make, like, do final touches.
3: And I think, like, the team seeing him just be like, sure, I'll, you know, it doesn't necessarily need to be a content writer writing a blog post. And just, again, allowing people to do their shitty rough draft and practice and learn while they're just p- publishing. Has helped. And then we've also been able, like, we had one person who started, he was our developer, but he, like, just multi talented and was like, we jokingly tasked him, like, the first week. We're like, you have to make a, a video for yourself. Cause we're like, we're all gonna be on video. Like, we all have to be comfortable with it. Like, let's go. And then he, like, created this, like, agency, which is like the office. And it's like, they embraced oh, us. So that was his at, thing. That wasn't yeah, yours? Nope. That's him. And he, he edits it, he films it. He Writes the script with the writers, so I'm like, if you're having and and it's fun and everyone gets to participate, and then I think people, it allows people to loosen up and get more comfortable on video and come
0: yeah. up with funnier shit. Yeah, because like, I think funny, I think funny, is like extremely valuable, like so valuable. I mm-hmm. wish I was so much funnier. I mean, like it's so valuable. <laughs> think about like the best comedians on earth; they're not poor, you know. Like so, us trying to cult and it's like to a lesser degree but us trying yeah. to cultivate funny in our company is really worthwhile so mm-hmm. that's another piece to this like the agency thing that I think is really useful and you could argue some of the episodes aren't that funny <laughs> we're trying <laughs> and we're trying to get there and better. i
3: think the team's having fun and i think allowing people to participate in content with having fun and it's it's good for us internally and it's good for like future employees and it helps our culture just in general so i think that's been very like seeing other people do it. Seeing Tim like Tim leads by example by just putting out a ton of content and then making giving people like these are all the posts we want done. Yeah, we Pick come and over a bunch of
0: topics and then so, say like,
3: when you've know, got time, this is what you can work go. on. So because yeah. the
0: topics is kind of the hard part. I think I don't think mm-hmm. if you tell people just write, they have a lot harder time. But if you say here's ten topics I've vetted. We determine you know keyword research we came up with these ten topics now you can choose which of the ten you want to go for, but yeah I've actually we came up with this little scale of saying like if you're seventy percent or sixty percent or fifty percent capacity like we've come up with like this many this equals hundred percent capacity, and then we've got like the spreadsheet of you're at sixty or you're at 70, and if you're at 70, you get to do three pieces of hook content for that
2: week
4: if you're at.
0: 80 you get to do two and if you're at 90 you get to do one.
2: I love that. I've gotten people to randomly edit my content. We've gotten that far. (laughs) That's just that's just because I'm a little sloppy I think. I I got a message this morning like hey you got a spelling error in your LinkedIn post. I'm like oh thanks. (laughs) Yeah
0: if I ever if I put out content it's the most likely on our team to have spelling errors. It's the most likely to have grammar (laughs) errors. I am much sloppier of a writer than any of our copyright Like, obviously, our copywriters, that's what they do professionally. I I guess I have probably a spicy opinion on that.
4: I feel like, Tim, okay. you have a lot of spicy opinions. Yeah. Yeah. I totally do.
0: I'm probably <laughs> annoying in that way, but I just, I think, I think there's a certain amount of permission that I give myself to suck that just, I just don't care. And actually... I kind of like it when somebody corrects me or something like that, because I also feel like they care, they care a lot. They also think I'm important enough to like, I should probably have that down. (laughs) I don't, you know, I don't know. I guess it could look bad to a client. That's like, I think I want a really meticulous uh, detail oriented agency. And this is not the agency for me. And you're right. We're not the agency for you. If, that's, if you want heavy-duty lead generation, we are the agency for you. And if you want meticulous, perfect, every detail is just buttoned up to the nth degree, we're probably not. You know, And I've noticed that with clients that stick around with us. Are they, they like the results. They don't care as much about the way we get there and every tiny little detail as they do the results. And those are the ones that stick with us for years and years on end.
4: So kind of seg. I want to segue a little bit into your relationship, but before we do that, you kind of sparked an idea for me, you know, talking about your results and 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 kind of how you guys operate. So you have three values on your website. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tell us what those are and tell us how did you come up with, with those three and were you both aligned with those values?
3: Yeah, we had like s- six or 10 or something, and then no one could remember any of them. (laughs) So We were like, what's the most important? And someone gave us very good advice on those three core values need to be what you hire and fire based on also, and hire and fire clients based on. So uh, scrappy is our number one. (laughs) So putting that on our website probably does turn off people that aren't real willing to be scrappy as a client or as a employee humble is super important. I mean, I don't know. That one just was like one that we were pretty like gung ho. We have to have that. And then results driven, just like we care about the results and that's what we measure ourselves against. And I think it just like talks through, like, we actually do this stuff. We want you to get results. That's what we're there for. We're not here to like give you a bunch of like, miscellaneous stuff to do and like fill your purse like whatever some people it it really just depends on like how you run your stuff but i think we really care about like results are we getting you more leads are we getting you more traffic that's what we're here to do and yeah i think simplifying that and we were pretty aligned on them i think basically like
0: we talk a we, lot yeah. and we have a lot of opinions but we have a lot of the same opinions so yeah. we we Kind of, we've really, I mean, that's the cool part about being in a relationship. Is there's a lot of bad ones too. There's a lot of bad parts, but there's <laughs> the cool part is like we really agree yeah. on a lot of things related yeah. to how to run the business and how to make it good. Yeah. And we have a lot of strong opinions. Yeah. And we a lot of the same strong opinions. So it's good in that. Loosely way. held, though. Loosely held.
3: <laughs> we <laughs> change so, our opinions, but and we, we have the same we, problem. We initially like we had
4: like eight. eight. Yeah. boiled it down to four
3: yeah and
4: it was that was one of the hardest exercises for us because those are so I mean they're really core to who mm-hmm. you are and to to your business and you know companies that you want to work with partners and vendors that you want to work with employees that you want to hire so so that's that's awesome. I want to ask Bia a question because Tim, you've been. <laughs> I, I Mike is going to say that I'm hogging the airwaves too. So. Bia, yeah, tell us a time where you and Tim disagreed and at work, be like a work related disagreement. Okay. And, and what happened? How did you guys resolve it? Like how, what, you know, what, what did, and what did you learn from that
3: experience? Okay. Hmm. (laughs) Let me think about the stuff I can talk about on here.
0: Because sometimes it's employee-related depression.
3: Sure. Okay. So I'm going to say that this actually just happened last week. Tim wanted to do a exposed video of a shitty, not really a competitor, but a service offer. One of those like companies that says they're that your google listings broken we'll fix it for 100 bucks yes, it is a it's shitty it's a scam i get it that's stupid and i hate that people do that because i think it tarnishes people who are doing it honestly and trying and helping small businesses i hate that they're wasting small business owners time i think that they're dumb but i think people
0: should know more about
3: that <laughs> But I also said, hey, who are the people that we're aspiring to be like? Would they do this? Would they take that time out of their day and do this like trash video? I understand. I get that it could be very effective, but that's not the type of, like, I don't even want to put my name on this same thing. Like you wrestle with a pig and you're going to get dirty and the pig's going to like it. So I, I was like, I don't want you to do this. I think it's stupid. He did it anyway. He didn't post it. He did it, and I this was like, is "Good
0: content, okay. ready and ripe to be posted." Yeah.
3: So, so this sounds
2: very familiar. Not yeah. a video on my part, but I had I had a post that was going to go out in a similar kind of fashion. And Gabby goes like, "Don't don't do that."
4: Yeah. I got so angry. I'm like, "Why would you do that? We're not doing this shit. I, if you do this, I'm quitting the business." I was so angry. <laughs> it's. so
3: and I think it's the yes, ego, man. It's it the is. duty Go. And I said, Is this because they came up to us? They were at the same trade show as us. And they were like, We signed up 200 people or something. And we were like, We had five good conversations because a conversation with someone who's willing to spend three grand a month on your service is way different than. $100. But this guy had, you know, he was wanted to talk about and we're both in marketing. So it's like I understand it and I was like you have to promise me that it's there's 0% chance of this being because of your ego hurting at the IBS trade show. And if you can promise me that, then you can put it out and the video did not go out. So <laughs>
2: she was right
3: that's how we yeah i have an ego i (laughs) I I use it it for business so and yes i understand and i i I appreciate the sentiment of it but again i was like this isn't who i want to be and we look at people who are i don't i don't know if you guys have agency owners who you guys look up to and respect, and like I want to be like that person someday.
4: Who's that person for you?
3: I look at like Will Reynolds from Seer Interactive. I think he's awesome, and I think he's a smart leader, and I think he is really well respected. And I'm like, would he put that out? No. So yeah. He
0: also would do things for the community a lot better than I would. Yeah. A he's also way brands. better than
3: us, and he's also way farther a, along yeah, than us. He's a great he's guy. Smart. So I I think <laughs> one day just, I
0: will be a great guy. Yeah. No, just kidding.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah, um, aspire
2: to do to, to get somewhere. Yeah. Right? yeah, exactly. One thing I wanted to ask that's related though is okay. you know, when it comes to work arguments or disagreements, we should call them, you know, one of the things and the reason I'm asking, so one of my, my first uh, job out of college was for a husband and wife uh, team, they're a small team, like it was like maybe eight eight people or so, something like that. And it was just bad. It was awkward, like they made everybody like the entire like the employees felt awkward. It was weird. So, like, how do you guys, you know, when you have a disagreement, let's just say, or just even in general, how do you keep sort of the personal side sort of away from the team so that they don't feel weird, for lack of a better word, for work, you know, working with the husband-wife team. We really <laughs> fucked that up. I think the first yeah. employee, I think that might have <laughs> been why you left
0: because we did not do that that well, and it was <laughs> awkward. And I did have somebody say. Cat Duncan, who's a recruiter in Minneapolis,
4: we know her. We know Cat.
0: Very nice person. She said, "Do not fight in front of the kids," and and that is true for employees. And she said, "If you do that, you can't. You
2: can't." She mm-hmm. just said,
0: basically, you can't. Yeah. And I, and I remember thinking, like, "Oh, you're right. It's awful. We shouldn't be doing that." And so, you fight. Yeah, we don't we don't show it very often. I
3: think people can probably tell when <laughs> they can tell when yeah, there's some weirdness. There's like but tension, but it's not that but crazy. It's not like us getting an argument. I mean, and it's like it's the same probably as we, you can tell when there's in, tension between two employees. You know what I mean? Like it's just that. But I think we definitely try to keep it on,
0: which is hard. Sometimes low, yeah. it can be very hard. Yeah.
3: Do you have like do you have like a
4: code phrase like? Like with me and Mike, if if I really disagree with him or like I'm really pissed off at him, and he's go, and I'll say, Mike, we need to take this offline. That's that's <laughs> my that's I my. We need to be very gone.
2: inconspicuous, by the way. Nobody yes. knows what's going on with that. Right, so. <laughs>
4: but but it allows me to yeah. let him know that I'm not happy with whatever it is that's being said. It allows us to end that conversation and to keep things moving along and of course I mean our employees are not stupid they know yeah. that clearly we're not aligned on something but they don't need to know the details they don't need to see the the clause coming out all they need to know is okay mommy and daddy are going to have a talk later right yeah. <laughs> yep. so that's
0: basically exactly you're doing that's awesome
3: yeah I think that's uh, we're, we probably could yeah, learn could from you probably. to be honest I think usually I do it with my eyes like <laughs>
2: Oh,
4: yeah. noticed, in the
2: I've, 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 I'm pretty I've, sure we've made the same mistakes as you guys did.
4: So I, <laughs> let's talk about work-life balance, because to me, that is, in my book, it's kind of a four-letter word, to be honest with you. I'm just going to be honest. I don't feel like I have very good work-life balance. I think Mike probably could, could school us a little bit in that. I just
2: can't. I, I just, a long time ago, I gave up on the idea of work-life balance. Yeah, that's what difference. I did, too but I also am
0: compulsive about work sometimes and that's where I think I don't believe in work-life balance but I do believe that sometimes when I'm being compulsive about work my wife helps me and says you're being weird stop like you're not (laughs) enjoying the work like if you're not enjoying it she lets me work as much as I want which for the most part it's like 50 60 hours a week and then sometimes she'll just be like are you liking that like are you frustrated like or if i'm sitting on the computer frustrated just checking a which is our seo tool yeah you know, like just sitting there just ah! like and then she just knows and she i think she kind of you know mm-hmm. she basically indicates that i'm probably not enjoying it and that's but for the most part she lets me work as much as i want
4: so she's
0: good with it she doesn't she worked 40 hours 50 hours at most
4: I love, well, I love that you guys have a good balance on that. And that, that be a, you know, when to step in and be like, okay, dude, it's time to call it quits. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that I think, I think entrepreneurs that are also married, you know, spouses can sometimes suffer with, and I know that Mike and I full transparency. We've also had some issues in this area is Like you're so committed to the work. And, you know, sometimes you're loving what you're doing and the relationship aspect, the husband and wife aspect can sometimes get put to the side or, you know, you're, you're, you know, you take each other for granted. And I, I know Mike and I are very guilty of that from time to time. So Bea, what is something that Tim does? We all know Tim works a lot. So what is something that Tim does or says that shows you from time to time that he's putting your relationship first, not the work first, but he's putting you and your relationship first.
2: And we're putting you on the spot. All
4: right, all right, okay. guys. How <laughs> I already know this
2: is gonna end.
3: I would say he is extremely good about encouraging me, and like, he is really great at talking about how much, like. I've grown and like singling out, not, it's not about our company. It's not about our growth together. It's about like, he he'll talk about specific things that he's seen me grow in. And I think taking it out of like, Oh, because this, or like, look at what we've done as a company, it's more about like you as a leader or you as an, as a technician in this have grown so much. So I think he's really good about like talking about him seeing me grow as a person, as opposed to like, as I've helped the company, if that makes sense.
4: That does. Have you guys done, we, we do as, like some personality tests with our team and then Mike and I have done someone's just more for like husband and wife and mm-hmm. things like that. So have you guys done your love languages? Like, is that something you'd, you talk about or, or care about yeah and
0: we, like we've done yes. all the other personality yeah. tests too so you can talk okay. about that
4: stuff. so what is what are your if you if you don't mind sharing what are your love languages and are they aligned or are they totally like different
3: uh they're totally they're a, they're a little off. they're different mines um mine's quality time and acts of service okay and tim's uh is physical touch and words of affirmation
0: Need lots of words of affirmation. Yeah. <laughs> I think we just found out not that long ago, like through trial and error, that B is is acts of service.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I think we thought it was something else for a while. Yeah. And then we kind of realized like, no, nope, she needs
3: I think we realized it because I thought I was words of affirmation too. But I also but somebody was talking about that and challenged me to say, like, don't think about what it is you do for your loved one. That's not your love language. It's what like, how you show love, and I am terrible at giving words of affirmation, like, don't ask me, I'll compliment you behind your back, for but to your face, like, oh, that, that's, like, really pulling out of my soul, so, me, that's not mine, and- Very
0: rarely ever I, get a compliment <laughs> from this one. Yeah.
3: So if you if I give you one, it's very genuine. And
0: I need them, so like that's why I'm out here on the internet trying to like impress strangers.
3: <laughs> that's on why he that makes so much that, That's
2: why you're trolling for likes. Yeah, exactly.
3: So if his wife Please, would just compliment him, we could stop watching all his LinkedIn videos. <laughs> it's me to blame, but yeah, I think then we just yeah. So figuring it out.
0: Yeah. And do you guys cool. do uh, what are the the i'm an eight oh know. the enneagrams enneagrams did you guys do those we have not done those we, we actually just heard about them. them
2: from somebody Those ones memory. are cool they're pretty
0: ac- like it's yeah. pretty good like i feel like it's a good bucketing of yeah. people's personalities and i feel like they're like actionable like if you know somebody's eight or a three or whatever yeah it's a good can, one for
3: teams yeah you to can kind of know
2: how to react to them and I think it is not
0: a bad one to try.
2: What we are your guys? The, done the two that we do are the 16 personalities. That's that's the stuff we do at work. And then we also yeah. do Gretchen Rubin's uh, Four Tendencies.
3: Oh, I haven't heard of that one. That's a
2: good one. But It buckets people in like four groups. I'm going to butcher it. I forget what, but the, I, I don't mind. It's like the, I am the I'm the questioner. The questioner meaning I'm the one that's-
4: Upholder. Oh, shoot. I forgot the other one. Questioner, shoot.
2: Upholder. I'm going to have to look it
0: up now. It's the principles are always good, which is just yeah. I need to know a little bit more about myself and I need to kind of understand that I need to kind of tell people about that occasionally. I need to make sure that they kind of get how to deal with me because I am because we're all different. You know what I mean? We're all a little different and mm-hmm. we got to we got to make sure that people know how to deal with us. Like you you teach somebody how to react to you. You teach somebody how to help you be better. Kind of, you know what I mean? Like Bia knows I'm a hard headed like person and I need and I like challenge people and I like I need you know I need to like I need a little bit of different kind of communication than somebody that's like always thinking I'd barely think so you know like you know whatever you know I'm kidding but the point is is like just being able to encapsulate yourself so that people can communicate you with you a
3: little bit
0: no one wants to be put in a box but we all kind of need to yeah, it helps have some self knowledge too
3: absolutely yeah.
4: so we we kind of talked a little bit about this work life balance so how do you guys now again current situation aside we're all in quarantine we're all in lockdown you know it sucks but outside of that how do you you know what are some of the things that you guys do outside of work as a couple that really helps to recharge and refuel your batteries for work the next day
3: well, that's why quarantine's been hard. We would just go out to eat. That's all we like to do. But we now we've been taking walks, a lot of walks. I think like I'm a person that I just need like time with Tim, not business Tim. And so I think like it is it's I'm sure you guys notice this. Like it's weird because people would be like, You're with your spouse 45, 50 hours a week. Like, how do you need more time with him. Or like I'll be like, oh, actually, you know, if I'm with my friends and I'm like, oh, I can't do it this day because Tim and I are doing something. It's like it kind of feels weird because you're like, we're with each other all the time, but like we're with each other in such a different pers- like personality. It doesn't count. It doesn't count. It's yeah. weird. It's like I need my spouse instead of my work partner so
4: absolutely and like when you're working you're really working like there there are days where and Mike and I so you know we work from home we've been working, working from home prior to we're a remote team so you know Mike has an office I have an office and there are days where we don't even talk to each other we don't even like we're like two ships in the night like we'll pass to like grab lunch grab this you know grab a LaCroix but then like he's in his zone I'm in my zone and we have a very, you know, separate separation in terms of like our roles and responsibilities at work. And sometimes I don't play in his lanes and I'm not, I'm not on the accounts that he's managing. So there are, there are days where literally we don't even talk to each other. We'll see each other on
2: Slack from time to time. We'll see each
4: other on (laughs) Slack, you know, and and, like, I know he's there and then we'll end (laughs) the day. We'll spend time with our daughter. We'll go for a walk with the dog, but then we're usually talking about life stuff we're talking about our daughter and this and that and school and preschool and blah 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 and then and then we put her to bed and then we sit on the couch and then like it's nine o'clock before we actually have a real conversation with each other so I I totally get that yeah yeah and we're 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 big foodies too so not going to restaurants has been really tough
0: yeah Yeah. I'll be I'll be real man it's been a struggle and that that was the time that was the face-to-face time so and I don't, I can't sit. I can't just sit. I, I, I that's a very big challenge for me. Like, I, I have a very hard time. Like, Bia has to play like board games with me or something. I'm just, I, I don't want to say ADD because I think that's overstating it, but like, I have a hard time not doing something and just sitting there talking. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: So it's a, it's a personality <laughs> defect or something. But I really struggle with it. So even at, even when we go out to eat, like forty five minutes into it, Bea is trying to like do the like slow sip on the drink, She's <laughs> kind of like right there, and she just, I'm like, it's been there for twenty minutes. Can you complete the beverage, please?
4: You know, like oh, you you guys are originally from the Twin Cities, is that correct? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So what are, let's just have some fun here. What are some of your play, favorite places to go here Ooh. in the Twin Cities?
2: There we go. Ooh, that's yeah, are they still around?
4: Yeah. yeah oh God, don't say that.
2: Uh, wow. we're, we're hoping
4: for yeah, as many people to hoping, survive. We're hoping, crossing
3: I just, our fingers. Uh, yeah. With Bachelor Farmer, that made me sad. Did you guys hear about that? We did, yeah. Yeah, we
4: did. I just found out that my favorite donut place closed. What was that one? Sleepy, Sleepy V's.
3: Oh yeah, I saw that. That's a bummer. That's sad. Oh
0: man. Okay. We're just hoping that people yeah. stick around. Like I'm sorry, Bian. I'm I'm gonna go out immediately once we're allowed to. And I'm just gonna <laughs> I'm gonna go out to everywhere. Bia can come with or not, but I'm going. <laughs> You're
2: like going where?
3: Uh um, all the restaurants. Yeah. <laughs> restaurants. Oh, okay. I thought you Anywhere. I thought you
2: had a specific place. So
3: what I'm are your favorite places? What are our favorite places? I really like we we're right
0: across oh, the street yeah. from Smack Shack. I really like Smack Shack. Yep. I like Runyon's wings.
2: It's like okay. a dive bar with really good yep. wing. But, uh, I, but I, I love
3: that there. area.
2: i would say it's good. Yeah. Well, let's reframe this question. If you, what's the first place you guys are going to as long as it's still open once once you can, once quarantine's done? Runyon's. <laughs>
3: yeah, Runyon's <laughs> hasn't been doing takeout. So they, we haven't, you know, we've oh, been really? at like a lot of places. It's never as good a takeout, but like Runyon's mm-hmm. isn't doing it at all, which is surprising because wow. they, they do takeout I would order that once a week, yeah. dude,
0: if they, would, if they were open.
3: Where so. do you
4: guys live? It, uh, downtown or in the suburbs
3: Um we live downtown so we actually live we're moving on Friday to oh, really? a spot like a block away from our office we used to have an office 6 blocks from our current one and we lived a block from that one so we're addicted to living right by our office so we That's pretty downtown. much like working from home at that point that's smart you have you get the best of both worlds it, We couldn't handle a commute I don't think
0: because <laughs> we're, we're we're gonna spoiled now if we, we ever try to like get a house Yeah
3: just, we like
0: well, Minneapolis. If we try to get a house near here, it'd be like a million. I don't even $1. think there
3: are houses as much. You know? Not right here, but so
4: I, I kind of did a little snooping on your your social channels. You guys like to travel. So where is your travel destination location <laughs> of
3: choice?
0: <laughs> we were traveling when COVID hit. It was terrifying.
3: Really? Like oh was when all of it blew up. We were like, we got back on March. 15th when and then we went into a lot like we didn't even come back to work where were you guys mexico so, so it was a very like going to mexico we yeah like going to, we do what like place? can we just like cancun, cancun and i'm like not i'm like whatever i'll stay in one of those like warm not do anything
0: warm spot and not doing much and getting the the full treatment that's what yeah. we like yeah and it's like what's the closest place that you can like sit around and get a massage and get all the food brought to you cancun <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah it's a short plane ride and yeah. we were able to do like it sounds weird but a long weekend and then it doesn't have to be a huge event because right now if we take a long time off of work it ma- it gives me more anxiety than it's worth to be honest like being away from it for that long isn't relaxing to me at like if I had to be off for a super long time to take a really extravagant vacation it wouldn't be worth it because one of those yeah. trade-offs
0: man it's yeah not, it's not quite what you th- going to be like people imagine you feet up sitting at the computer on a pool that's actually i don't want to do that when i'm
2: relaxing and yeah. relaxing and yep you can't you can't we learned the hard way what was it last last no the year before that i think we went on a, i can't remember Was it 2019 or,
4: 2019
2: wherever it was that we went and we worked we worked while we traveled i'm like we're never no it was when we, we went to brazil,
3: to brazil Mike.
2: we're never doing that again and we had a really awful client at the time too
3: that yeah. oh perfect <laughs> an awful <laughs> client and then trying to yeah the the working from a vacation. Uh, yeah there's
0: no way that a client's listened to this entire podcast <laughs> all the way till the end <laughs> no. so i'll tell you one of my demands that i had was rateaclient.com <laughs> um, and i really wanted to like allow people to rate the real it's it's only the really really bad ones like one out of every like 20 clients can just really overstep yeah and it just- that we could share it with each other i just wish agencies could say hey look out (laughs) when you talk to this person let me just say it might seem like a great idea to work
4: with them they
0: are going to they're going to
4: ruin your life ruin your
0: fucking life for a month
4: i think mike you had a similar idea because that was that was our first one of our first clients when we started the business three years ago just like
2: any marketplace right (laughs) yeah. yeah. Uber, it, it, you can Uber, Uber drivers can rate. the, can rate the
3: yeah. rate, uh, rate the they can rate it would us. Be Good.
2: It would be so good, but I just don't
0: have the time to put it together. Just like yeah. all the side projects.
4: Yeah, no, it's, it's tough. I, I, I hear you
0: about the client that you guys oh, have. Oh, really okay. Said, well, so no one's going to They They can't, the clients are not going to listen. to. <laughs> the, we're we're but, not going to give up any, any details. We're not going to uh, give
4: up any names. Details, Long story but, short, uh, it was, it they, was were, so, uh, they
2: were very unethical as the, the, yes. In their business was, practices, as it turned out.
4: Yeah, we ended up. That was the first client that we fired, and and it was tough because it was our first client. And then we fired them, and we're like, "Shit, how are we gonna do this?" And and we were afraid, and we were nervous, and we're like, "And I, sw- I It Wasn't kid- if they were their
2: first client? They were just their largest client. They we were the time. our
4: largest client. Well, the, yeah. Long story short, I I kid you guys not. I and mean, this is not. I can't even make this up if <sighs> I wanted to. We, we're gonna
0: believe you. Trust me. Okay,
4: we well, I figured after this length of time that we're talking, we have some good trust with each other. Yeah. we fired them, and we were scared to do it. We were, we were, we were, we were nervous, you know. But the minute we let them go, it was like a floodgate of new business came Sheesh. to us. Oh, I like we that. We got, we got, and I don't know if it was like the energy, the juju, the karma, like whatever, whatever you want to call it. We just ended up getting tons of new business and good business not like like the rinky dink oh we're gonna take this side project just because it was like we had let this client go we had rid ourselves of the negativity we were at each other's throat we were fighting and bickering and and it was just it was awful that vacation that we took was the worst vacation of our lives. We had to travel. Oh, and then we also left our laptops at the airport in Brazil, which oh, talked about a nightmare.
2: That and we almost day. left our cell phones too.
4: We almost <laughs> left our cell phones because we were going through- We like preoccupied. We were, yeah, it, it, absolutely. We were so preoccupied. It was so like just aggravated with this client. We came back, we said, this is it. Sorry guys, we can't work with you anymore. And it was the best decision we made because our business ended up booming after that. There are other it.
0: clients, there's always other clients and there's there's mm-hmm. so many good clients. That's the real message of this is like, there's so many good clients and you just gotta trim yeah. the, trim the ones that are really awful. And you will have twice as much energy Left over, and I think people
3: can like people can feel it off. Like you were saying, like there is something with that energy. Like, and if you're scared and always uptight about one client, like it's bad for your other clients who are good, and like it's not fair to them. And yeah, it's just like you won't bring a toxic employee and allow them to keep working in your workplace. Like you have to draw the line with clients too. Like just because they're paying you doesn't mean that you have to give them everything that they want so we never
0: want to share these stories yeah. with each other though as agencies and as, as yeah. consultants and stuff like that you never want to share them because you think it says something about you sometimes I think so I think everyone's a little slower to talk about it but like we've had people that like you can tell they like they like CC their lawyer or something like that we've had people that didn't we had a client that just oh god I can't say we long time not paying invoices stuff that happens we've had We've had clients that like. Okay, can I say the one? Let's go for it. No one's gonna listen this long. We had a client that.
4: Our podcast if you change your mind, you just let us
0: know. We'll cut this part. Okay, <laughs> if we need to, we will. Bia had a. Her father passed away, so it was a pretty important point in our in our lives. and our and we had a client that was essentially, just grilling us for stuff right when we were going through all that and just. And, and I just think there's some people out there that don't treat you like a human being. They knew mm-hmm. that that was happening. They knew that that was happening. And they were, yeah. like, they were like, I can't get a hold of Bia. Can I talk to the, Tim? Yeah, I'm not at the funeral, buddy. <laughs> you know, like, it's, there's this weird stuff yeah. like that. Like, there's people out there that literally just don't treat you like a human being. And I'm not going to lie. Sometimes if I've had a service provider, I... have I get in that mode sometimes with things that I'm getting a service done for me. Sometimes I got to remember there's human beings on the other side of here.
1: Mm -hmm. I got
0: to apologize. I need to make it right. Even if I don't work with them in the future, I need to fix that because they're human beings and I need to act like we're human beings. And I do think that that's,
3: I think uh, in digital that it gets hard. The human, the humanity on like online stuff, it's, you become like emails and you're just a person behind the email So I think that's, that's something that we've basically like full circle on the culture thing. We kind of took that as like a, holy shit, what is happening that we're allowing people to do this to us? And like, that's okay. Like we're showing our employees that that's okay. And we're showing like other clients and like the world that like, we're just going to do that. Obviously the world's not watching what we're handling with our clients, but like, it's just a message of like, is that really how we're going to be treated? And then we kind of were like, well, we can't stop every person or every client from being in like this negative space. So we just talked about like, we have to build each other up and like kind of, we talked to another very smart person who was like, you need to have an internal team motto. And so what is like, what's your message? That's not just like putting on a shirt, like hook agency because no one gets behind that. So we brainstormed and we came up with championing the underdog and like put it on a t-shirt and like that's like our message is like we're here to like help the underdog and like that's who we're fighting for and i think it's like kind of helped our our teams like hey this is what we're about and like if people see us as like fighting for the guy who might be down on his luck but we're here to like help him get better that's like what we're all about so and the
0: full thing is champion the underdog and and accelerate accelerate the champion so we know a lot of our clients don't identify with the underdog thing all the time that that tends to be a little bit more like community focused like we do stuff little charitable stuff and stuff like that and we do try to help i think a lot of us employees are like our teammates feel like we were underdogs at one point and we're we i feel like i was a total underdog so like i feel like in that way we're we're championing the underdogs And then the accelerating the champion, a lot of our clients think of themselves, they are doing cool stuff. They're already winning and we're accelerating that winning. We don't, um, on the client side, to be honest, I don't think we can fix a broken business. You know what I mean? Like marketing doesn't fix a broken business.
4: It doesn't. First of all, I, my condolences for your loss because that's unimaginable to have to lose your dad at probably such a young age for you and for him. Yeah. And I am so sorry that you had to deal with asshole clients that could not (laughs) respect your boundaries on such a, such a sensitive and special and sensitive time, you know? And and so, and to your point, Tim, I think, or I think Bia, you were saying this, like the whole world is watching. Well, no, not necessarily, but your team is watching Mm -hmm. and your team is going to say, Oh, well, gosh, Bia and Tim, they let this client jerk them around when when they're dealing with such a, such a important family situation that maybe it's a subconscious thing, you know, it's not, Mm -hmm. but they're going to slowly start to see, okay, they, they're not setting boundaries for themselves. What does that, how does that translate to other things? And I think that's something that we also, we went through that recently with a client. A client was just hammering us, hammering us, treating us like garbage. We were giving, service over service over service above and beyond the SOW the scope of work because we tried we were trying to you know keep nice. the relationship, <laughs> keep keep things going because we, we
0: push for our clients we're good <laughs> we're good service providers
4: right I have three questions that we kind of want to end each of our our segments with so Mike do you want to say something Nope.
2: Go for it. Go we got the three questions. All right. So go three on.
4: questions. Number one, what's the next big project that you guys are working on, whether that's work or life?
3: I mean, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a really good question. I think
0: uh, I'm going to go ahead and yeah. say the a work one, which is we are working with like, like an outsourced CFO type person to get better profit margins and to just Fix up our like financials, like our follow ups with like invoices and stuff like that, and try to take that off our plate because we're just ne- neither of us are money people. So that's a big project that we're working on right now. We're excited to mm-hmm. get that cleaned up. And shout out to Shay James, our CPA.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
4: <laughs> nice. 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 Um, you don't have to. Do you have, if you don't want to share, you don't have to. Do you have a life project that you guys are working on outside of work? that you'd like to share
3: well I think that we are we're moving into a new spot we tend to move around a lot but we're working on being (laughs) are we didn't see this place because we rented it while we were in the lockdown so we didn't get to go to it we went to it yesterday and it is small smaller than we thought it was going to be. So we're going to work on transforming our gratefulness and putting ourselves into a space where we have to encourage ourselves to have 30 minutes of chair time a day, which is just us sitting in a chair and talking and talking through stuff that we're grateful for along with once a week, putting a big chunk of money into savings so that we can have something good come of all this. So. I love
4: that. Those are two That's huge, awesome. big life projects that you should <laughs> to take 30 minutes every day to be grateful. We, we do something similar at proof point and then savings. Yeah. More power to you. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: what, what advice would you give to other couples looking to start a business together?
3: Have a lot of patience with each other and let each other Grow in ways that like, I would say just let yourself be surprised in the ways that your partner can grow because they're probably not going to be the same person two years or three years after starting a business. And it takes a lot out of you, but I think it it forces you to become a better person and just allow yourself to see that in your spouse while you're on the journey.
0: Yeah, and I'd say don't, mine would just be around the don't take everything that you've got that's difficult in your relationship and pretend that's because you have a business together mm-hmm. cuz we, we've got issues but we had issues before we had a business together and yeah. it doesn't like you like being with each other like it's not a bad thing and it's like like you said you're not always actually with them constantly yeah and it is really nice to have the like commiseration like with somebody you love about work difficult things that you got going mm-hmm. on so I just think from my point of view it's like don't pretend that those like if you have issues that they're from working with each And other. Like I think it's like not always the case
3: yeah I think find people find other couples that have done it and like look at them and what they do and I think exactly, exactly. and don't, <laughs> um, don't let people who haven't done it like uh, there were so many people, I could never work with my spouse. Well, okay. That's usually the first I'm thing sorry you hear. You I don't that. know how you guys do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, I like my partner, so, so I don't know. <laughs> sorry that you hate your I think, you, and spouse. also it seems like you couldn't do it until you do it. People are so adaptable. Yeah, exactly. It's so true. You guys, I love that.
4: I think I love everything you've said in this whole interview, but those two pieces of advice were great. Okay, last thing, and then this is for each of you to say about the other. What is the one thing or quality that each of you bring to the business that you couldn't do without the other person?
2: Like the business would fall apart if you didn't have that one thing.
3: I would say it would be Tim's tenacity and just like how gung-ho he is about stuff and just his willingness to take risks and to put it all out there. I think that's why we've gotten to this spot
0: and because I would say her conscientiousness and her warmth and caring for humans and she taught me how to ask questions and so much she's taught me so many of like the things that make me like okay as a person she's taught me how to do them and I'm really grateful for all that
4: that's a huge compliment I think, I think the, you know, I remember this movie came out when I was really young and probably for you too, with uh, Jack Nicholson, when he said, you make me want to be a better person that movie with Helen Hunt and Jack. Now I'm forgetting the name. And I remember at the time, my mom said to my dad, Oh, what an incredible compliment. And I thought that's silly. Like (laughs) your, your husband should tell you you're beautiful and you look gorgeous and you're, but as I get older and I don't, I don't think I'm that much. I think we're probably around the same age. I realize more and more that the best compliment anyone can give you is really about how they've impacted you in their lives. Mm-hmm. So I think it's clear to see from, and I'm not a marriage counselor or anything, but it's clear to see from this. <laughs> she plays compliment. one on TV. Yeah, <laughs> on TV. I don't like I, it. <laughs> this did feel a little
2: bit
0: like marriage counseling. to me, so I like it. I- <laughs>
4: Well, maybe we'll have you guys on another segment of our podcast. We'd love yeah, that. This and is I think, the cheapest
0: counseling yeah. I've ever gotten. We'll have to okay, pay you next time. I am into it.
4: Okay, well, we're going to charge you next time. <laughs> okay, all right. um, but uh, But it's clear to see that you guys are both so committed to one another and so committed to your business and you have an amazing story. I know there's probably so much more we didn't get to today so we'll probably have to do another podcast and definitely Anytime. outside of outside of covid we'll do a get together yeah. and we wish you guys all the best we love consuming everything you're doing online we're secretly admirers and fans of yours Oh that's so sweet um, thank you Yeah and and this was awesome that's you got guys- so Thank you for being our first guest. Guys, this is so fun.
0: This is a great podcast. I, yeah. I can already tell just from this one fire, the first <laughs> fire episode, this is going to be really good.
4: <laughs> Yay! Really cool. I'm actually awesome.
0: excited to listen to your next, po- your yeah. next ones too, because like this Thank topic you. is really needed and like navigating it and just even just hearing other people's stories is like really therapeutic. So
1: yeah. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Mixing Business with Pleasure. We hope you'll join us next week as we feature another pair of co-founders who are also lovers and are proving that business and pleasure really do mix well together. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.